<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? What's happening indeed? This is a great, I, I know I always say this, but what a great episode. But you know what? You're always right. <laughs> two different flavors. Two different flavors. We did have Interesting. a couple. We had like a like a vanilla chocolate swirl yeah. of an episode and then dipped. It was dipped. It was dipped. And if you, if the first half is you're like, well, this isn't the flavor I'm into. Jump to the second half. Completely different flavor. There's like two episodes. Yeah. Because the second half is a little silly. They're both great, though. They're both great. Just listen to it. Just, you're here. Just keep listening. You want to listen? Do nothing. Yeah. It's it's coming at you. <laughs> Thanks to everybody that came out to Vancouver. What a fantastic show in Vancouver. Thank you, everybody. And if you want to see me, I'm going to be all around. Too many cities to mention. Just go to PeteHolmes.com. I'm sure I'm coming close to you. Yikes. 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 And I'm sure I'm coming close to you. Look, I'm sure at some point I'm going to come close to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's like Tom Segura's tour is called I'm Coming Everywhere. Oh, that's um, great. Also, once a month, I have a show in Los Angeles. Val is often a part of it. You were just on the last one. We did a little Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to that. It's monthly show. I believe the next one's March 29th. Yep. And if you like the show, try uh, try a Pete's Pick. If you use the promo code, it shows our advertisers that it works and it keeps the lights on here at the show. We appreciate it. Here are the ads. Like, here, I'm going to stand up. Perfect, Jane. If you're not watching on video, that made no sense. I'm wearing my perfect jeans. You know why? I'm always wearing perfect jeans. The perfect jean. <laughs> I have this pair of jeans after I discovered the perfect jean, basically in four different colors and, and a couple different pairs of each. Because once I found these pants, there was no going back. They have done it. The boys at the perfect jean have discovered the perfect fit, the perfect cut, the perfect wash, and just a little bit of stretch. I hate hard pants and these are the best pants I've ever owned. I literally haven't looked back. I wear them to fancy Hollywood things because they look like designer jeans. I've taken naps in them because they're soft like pajamas. They're incredible. They're not like super soft in the sense that they're they're not like flannel PJs. They're still identifiable as jeans, but 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon for extra comfort and movement that your man parts require. That means these jeans stretch so your nuts ain't crushed. It doesn't crush your nuts, thereby providing the only true home for your bone. They're super soft, specialized washing, so your jeans literally feel as soft as a baby's butt, and they're incredibly durable. I've been wearing them for years, and you do not have to replace these pants. Regular jeans, they always wear out in the middle, tear up in the crotch area. Not perfect jean. Not only does the rayon and the spandex that they sew into this stuff make it stretchier and more comfortable, but it makes it more durable. But it's also high quality materials and sewing techniques that give you a product that is built to last. So once you buy one of these, you're set. Best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck your khakis and spare your nuts. The perfect jean for the perfectly imperfect men, just 60 bucks when you use code weirdo at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect jean, whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three leaf clover or a big old hunk and eggplant. The perfect jean has you covered. Take a peek at www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgene.nyc, code WEIRDO, for 25% off at checkout. Incredible. Get into it. Do your body a favor. Look good, feel good, and show your support of the show. Another Pete's pick that I always have here on my desk, for those of you watching the video, this is Magic Mind. 
The biggest game changer of this year for me for sure has been Magic Mind. What is it? It is not an energy drink. It's a productivity drink. It doesn't get you jittery. It doesn't get you wired. It gets you in the flow. It's like a flow state beverage. You know how athletes have Gatorade. Now creative types have Creatorade. It's a magical elixir that makes you focus better on your work, be more creative, and you drink less coffee. In fact, I take this with my espresso in the morning. It has adaptogens that help round off the edge of the caffeine that I get from uh, my espresso, giving me a dialed-in clean energy. There's also about 35 milligrams of caffeine in here because of the matcha that helps you focus and the adaptogens help you fight off stress. You can take it daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and like I said, less stress. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. It is the creator's best friend. I try it, I take it about 15 minutes before I go on stage, before I'm writing a script, before I'm doing a podcast. I often give it to the guests as you see it on the show. Helps fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some symptoms of ADD, getting you into that flow state. And the more you use it, the better it works. With a money-back guarantee, any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked if it doesn't meet your expectations. And we have a special offer for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use discount code at checkout weird for a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code weird at checkout for 20% off your first order. It's mood elevating, it dials in, gives your brain all the nutrition it needs to focus and work, or sometimes I take it just like when I'm going out, wanna have access to my brain, wanna have access to energy without feeling jittery. I'm drinking way less coffee and getting way more done and feeling way less stress, and they just improve the taste so it's even better. So try it, go to magicmind.co slash weird and show your support of the show. All right, everybody, hope to see you on the road. Enjoy. We made it weird, Val. Get into it. What is humana, humana, humana? What? I swear. I squished the chair? You I have the headphones. It's not that loud. Okay. To you, it is. It's very These are the mics. I know. Mansplaining. These are the mics. These. I feel like I've listened to our pod before. These are the mics. And it doesn't, it's not that it's loud. It just is a terrible sound. It's not that it's loud. It's that the sound itself is terrible. <laughs> it wasn't just that she was fat. The woman smelled like garbage. Does that age that, well? That doesn't does that age well. well? That does that does age not, well, friends? No. The show friends? That's from Friends. It was I like a song it. from Phoebe. I like it. You know but what I like it, about it, it? You know what doesn't age well? Our unconscious thoughts. Yeah. And you know what needs uh, parody mm-hmm. and mockery and to be brought into the light? Our unconscious thoughts. I think the 2023 <clears throat> version would be, it. Yeah, it's it, not it, only it, it that she stinks. is in a larger body, but the woman <laughs> smells like recycling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I was just talking to our friend Chris about how lonely it can be and i'm not this isn't my mantle that i'm taking up man toll excuse (sighs) me it's woman toll (laughs) this isn't the woman toll that this isn't the hill that i want to die on 
The hill? I think it's the shill. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even get it. It's not very good. That's why. I really liked it. But there is, um, you know, I make this point constantly. Maybe I should stop making it. It's Mm -hmm. that like there is something that like, I, I just wish that all types, including the sensitive, liberal, uh, progress, what I don't know if progressive sounds like what I am. Am I progressive? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I just sometimes I wonder. But hilarious. Yeah. Progressive, uh, sounds like something that would not actually mean progressive, but yeah, mm, I'm yeah. trying to be with the times. I'm yeah. trying to learn what makes people feel comfortable and loved. You're either trying to progress the times or you're trying to conserve the times. Conserve the olden times. Yes. What I'm saying is there's a certain... Humana, humana. Humana, 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 humana. No, no, no. I just wish that there there was uh, people that were progressive and liberal and sensitive and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And also were like, yep. And sometimes we're going to duck down a cobblestone alley. Yeah. And go to a weird show where shit is inappropriate. That's our choice, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we're going to do it in the same way. Oh, new way of saying the same thing I've said before in the same way you go to a haunted house because it's inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like a haunted house is inappropriate. I don't know why my tone is so serious right now. (laughs) I'm just saying like, you know, a a severed cat's head in a bowl of blood is inappropriate. Like that's, and, but we go because at night, I dream of severed cat's heads sometimes. Yeah, I'm not. That's actually not something I can recall dreaming. Yeah. But I dream of weird images that our boys Freud and Jung and all these guys would be like. Of course, because the human unconscious is a labyrinth of disaster mm. and strange fetish. And speaking of which, the fetish community seems to be like more like safe words and like you're oh, entering sure. a space where I'm going to hurt you because that's what you want. And at a certain mm-hmm. point with ideas there, it's like, I wish, I, I wish what we had in the haunted house community and the fetish community, meaning a safe place for all different types of menus, meaning yeah. it's not going to be the same room for everybody, but a place where we can go and uh, exercise, X-E-X-O-R, you know, <laughs> I yeah. forgot, I, I don't know how to spell it, C-I-S-E, <laughs> but yes. get rid of our shadows, our darkness, our demons by laughing at them. The, it wasn't just that she was fat, the woman smelled like garbage, mm-hmm. is, as a child growing up in the 80s, exactly the kind of weird, I, I'm with you, like, it's not cool, yeah. but it makes me laugh because it reminds me of how unsafe, untoward, mm. and gross, and grotesque, and cruel my thoughts can be, and it, it helps me laugh and feel less alone, the end. Totally. And I do think the I'm take like, this jacket off because you got that space heater going. I'm I wearing know. a winter You're jacket. Wearing a full winter coat because I I'm tired of being cold. I think it it's is cold to be. the the thing though is that I don't even really have an expert or even a layman's opinion. Layman, <laughs> laywoman's opinion about this because I sort of am like this isn't for me to have any sort of I don't know maybe this is a cop out like maybe a good ally would have be advocating for it but I'm just I'm just more of the mindset that like 
believe the people who are offended by this. Because, yeah, that's fine. That's why and, I'm saying like different to menus. Use, yes, different menus. I think di- different menus. And I think we do have that. I think you go to a Bill Burr show and you know that that's sure. going to happen. Right. Or but when you, you yank go, a line from the Bill Burr show and then bring it into the scrutiny as if there is, I guess this is what I'm saying. We're sort of living as if there is a golden standard where all people can agree with the acceptable ideas. Yeah. What I'm saying, like, I, I try to have a joke about this. Like, it's so funny watching people being offended these days. I grew up super religious. I was offended by the song OPP. Where were you fuckers then? Like other people's pussies and privates <laughs> and penises. Yeah. Like that's offensive to me. Like the Humpty dance was offensive to me. Like, yeah. I, so... But I, I guess, and you know what? We were, we were saying you should all be offended by this. Yeah. You should all be offended by Madonna like a prayer. We were, all, and everybody fucking shit on us for being like, get the fuck out of here, you squares. Yeah. And now, what I see potentially, and again, I'm with you. I don't know if we're the right people to have this conversation because it's we're too similar and and we're in our own bubble and all that sort of stuff. And also, but we, we have are, the power position. I think that's key. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out. Edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, I'm just saying, isn't it interesting to consider that we do seem to be operating under the idea that like Star Trek, the show Star Trek, all of them, including Mm -hmm. the Orville, which you, you and I both love the Orville and Star Trek are taking place in a future where humankind has figured out certain problems. Like th- yeah. there's no more like prison or, or maybe there are prisons, but like it's yeah. very, it's a utopia that yeah. enabled them to continue the pursuit. It's basically science porn. It's like, if we yeah. just looked at reason and logic, we could figure out food and hunger and world hunger and world peace. Yeah. Like in the myth uh, mythology of, of Star Trek, I don't think there are wars on earth anymore. It's like humanity did come under one banner, very much like a religious awakening of science. And as such, their undivided efforts built starships and now we're exploring the galaxy. So what makes it so pleasant to watch? Yeah. So ideologically, (laughs) big fancy word for meaning the noodle thoughts. (laughs) So in the realm of noodle thoughts, it is interesting that we are... And I think it's worth examining looking at the world as if there's a correct answer. Yeah. Like take diet, right? Like you and I, even though we're not perfect vegetarians by any means, there's, Mm -hmm. there's cheating happening every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess we should stop calling ourselves that. But like when you and I were very strict about not eating certain things, we would concede would be like, but there are people with, O positive blood types do seem to need red meat. Red meat. Yeah. And we would try in our way to go like, okay, that seems so ideologically, yeah, there are different blood types. So yes. even though the moral thing, which I think is pretty indefensible, as someone who had chicken yesterday, I can still say that it's fucked up that we're killing animals. And I'm and I participate in it in a lot of ways. Leather. I kill microbes every time I inhale or scratch my head. 
Uh, I kill rats and chipmunks and things every time I eat kale because the harvesting machines are sucking up these rodents that I don't give. I honestly don't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm really actively not, not just unconsciously doing it, but I really don't care. I'm, I'd be like, I don't even know if we need to look at that problem. Like just suck up Chip, suck up Dale, suck up Andy Sandberg, suck up John Mulaney, chop him up, shoot out the blood from a separate thing that's shooting out the kale, and we're good. Uh, all I'm saying is there's different blood types in the in the world of taste when it comes to ideas because ideas and art and what you respond to the movies you respond to the the plays the the essays the thinkers different blood types yeah totally i think that that's really smart and i do i do get that and i'm also aware that that only works up to a point this is why this will never be the like the concept of free speech will just always be the most interesting thing to debate because it's like an essential part of our democracy and of these also United States? of these United States. <laughs> Never pass up a chance to say of these, <laughs> these United, United States. States. And also, what do you do when somebody's free speech is like perpetuating hate right. on a specific type of person? Like, right. to like Fred Phelps. Right. That's exactly. The, the God hates people. Yeah, exactly. And it's and like, is there any perfect, you know, protection of that? So and the only way we seem to correct things in this these United States is to overcorrect first and overcorrect the groups that are open to correcting because Fred Phelps doesn't care. You know right. what I mean? The God hates people aren't uh, pliable enough to receive no. criticism. So it's 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 a little bit like remember when um, Trump was talking about grabbing pussies and stuff, and that had something to do with the the um, reckoning that that came for sexual abuse and crime, right? Yes. That so it's like okay, remember this isn't my theory, but it was this feeling of like, well, there's certain people that we just can't seem to touch. Yeah. Who can we touch? Yeah. Let's change what we can change, and that's totally. what happened. Yeah. Similarly, your Fred Phelps doesn't care if you were like it's now. You know, you'll mm. be fined. I guess they'd pay the fine. Maybe if you arrested them. But you, you see what I'm saying? There, there's a middle group uh-huh. that will accept the the shame and the and the penalties mm. and will change. And th- those that group is that soft, gooey middle. And I'm in right. that soft, gooey middle. Yes. I will change my language. I will fear uh, the ramifications of, of being barred or, or, mm. or called a or closed minded or, or canceled or, or, or protested or boycotted or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that middle. Then yeah. there are the, in, the insane the extremes yeah. that in the Trump example are, are saying that they grab that. And then there are the people that protest Mr. Rogers' funeral. I mean, there's, there's always going to be that. Yeah. And I don't think that we can do much about the, the fringe people and we can just be like, grateful that they're still a minority but that's what was so scary about trump was that it gave all of those people like on the edge right some serious platform and we're yeah like, oh, i hear that I shit hear that. these people need to stay on the edge going <laughs> that that's very honest what you just said <laughs> is very very honest and i appreciate and celebrate your honesty going back mm. to the you know, I, I've romanticized the idea of the 60s when you could go in a room and a guy's just playing the drums with his balls or whatever. Like, and that was... <laughs> Did that happen? 
or or <laughs> I mean, no one steal that. That is mine. And let me tell you, that's going to be a deep thud on those on those drums. Is that what was happening at Studio Fifty Four? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Like again, we're into the into the kink. Not that being a g- disco loving, cocaine snorting gay man in the seventies is a kink. I mean, that's yeah. pretty. I guess pretty normal. It was kind of mainstream. That's then. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like it wasn't so kinky. Um, but there is, I think there's something to be learned from, uh, the, the people who like something different sexually have figured out, look, I don't want you to, uh, celebrate it or understand it or print it on the front page of the newspaper, Mm -hmm. but I want you to punch me in the face Mm -hmm. as I, whatever. I, I'm not going to be, do the funny thing where I say something that's super kinky. I'm just saying that is its own type of art, meaning this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is this is for nobody. Mm-hmm. But we're, you know, the more we marshal thought, <clears throat> the more there's a potential that this runoff of people that used to get their their needs, their inappropriate needs or their shadow needs. The woman wasn't just fat. She smelled like garbage. <laughs> yeah. They used to get it met from friends or family guy or whatever. Yeah. There's that Japanese model where it's like, well, now you can look as straight as a lowercase L, you know, Mm -hmm. and black and solid on white paper. And then on Thursday night, you go into three locked doors deeper and deeper into a like a card dungeon to find a woman who will light your testicles on fire because like it or not, there's a need yeah. There's a need for shadow work. And you see this, by the way, one of my, not favorite, I won't say favorite, but it was a life-changing thing. It was that when youth pastor conferences go into certain parts of the country, like there's, a, let's say, all the youth pastors in America, or, or, or a thousand of them, uh, meet in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, and in the hotel, they they have the data there. Like the porn goes through the roof. Oh, sure. This is in the 80s when you'd have to pay and be shamed for your porn yeah. and be part of a study you never wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And you can look at that and be like, well, what, what a bunch of hypocrites. Or you could say like, look, it turns out that like even if you love Jesus, even if you love helping your community, there's this thing going on. There's these that that don't necessarily do great when they're constantly repressed. I'm not even saying that in defense of pornography. I'm saying that is we need healthy ways. And now we're back to the guy playing bongos with his balls. <laughs> there was an, there seemed to be a better understanding in the 60s, or I could say, and this is a very general term, Germany, you know, places yeah, like that- like Berlin in Berlin, the 30s. Berlin now. Yeah. You, our, my friend Yoni went to Berlin. He's like, you know, I can't even really talk about what you saw because <laughs> there was such a, um, Exhibitionist misting of consent over the whole city. It's like, yeah. you're in Berlin, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there are still places like that. It's like, of course you saw my butthole on the bus. You're in Berlin. <laughs> That's how you pay for the bus. It's either 20 cent nickel or show butthole. And when you, when you get to your stop, you show it again. And then sometimes you say, sorry, I just couldn't resist. I, this actually isn't my stuff. I just wanted to show you my bottle again. <laughs> and people giggle that very German giggle. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Um, no. 
But I do that think... That felt good. Yeah, that looked like it, it felt, felt good. It felt really nice. It did look like it felt good. I'm talking um, too much, and I, I love you, and I'm happy to be talking with you, and I didn't plan on talking about any of that, and I want to hear from you. <laughs> I'm moving my mic away from me. No, I... Please, don't. Um, I love you, too. I'm happy to be here. And I do think it all comes down to consent. Like, that is 100% what like the BDSM community has had for years before we started mentioning the word in the zeitgeist yes is like I'm ba- I'm consent back. I'm back everybody the mic is back <laughs> consent is is everything and and that and that applies to also to like the comedy and what you're agreeing to yeah. hear so i i agree with you in that that there's it's just when somebody else's shadow work is perpetuating hate for another specific group of person. Or infringing, like invading. Or, yeah. and, and that, I think, is one of the things we're dealing with with social media is that it is infringing. Yeah. It's, it's bleeding into places that it was never intended. Here's what I'd like to, uh, this is a question for you. Uh, not that you're not defending the other side. I'm, I'm just no. curious. Yeah. It's like uh, there then they become ideals that you either consent to or don't consent to. And keeping the BDSM community in play, keeping ancient Greece in play. I think there's something really interesting about the collective, meaning you and I, you more than me, you'd agree, mm-hmm. are mirrorers. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of don't want too much trouble. Yeah. Things start happening and we go, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like and you merge. Yep. So if I'm curious what we do when certain more outspoken people start saying this is the thing, when there's a lot of people that are kind of like, we don't know what the thing is. And it could have gone another way. This is a very, maybe it's too vague or too nonspecific, mm. tricky to discuss. Mm. But like who, who like do we who, like it's, it's kind of like another shadow government. It's like, who's the arbiter of what is and what isn't okay. And right. how many people are just getting swayed along one way or the other. I don't even have firm feelings about this, but as you were saying that I was like, right. And I don't, it's like, who's the shadow. This government? is where I get who's like sort of government? paralyzed in having an opinion about this stuff because I really want to be careful that it doesn't just become like so far in this country, in these United States, hmm. white privileged people mm-hmm. have been the arbiters of what is acceptable. Right. And I don't want it even to become so now me as a white person am saying it's okay then for us to listen to people of color. You know what I mean? Like, cause then I'm still dictating who we listen to when mm, really mm. that's where I'm like, so then right, I think like I should just, just sort that. of yeah. shut my mouth and listen. And if somebody who has been oppressed in this country is like this, this kind of comedy or movie or TV show or all of that, like really hurts right. us then who am I to be like, but I don't think it should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I understand. Yep. And And even to have the privilege of like, but we have to work out our stuff. And it's like, haven't we been doing that? And like, isn't that a privilege to be like, 
I'm going to put m- me getting the well, privilege of working out. that goes back to the blood out. type and the menus. I'm like, I just, I, I'm, yeah. and I think you can agree. I do agree. I don't think we should be going around being arbiters. Yeah. <laughs> We've said arbiters a lot. <laughs> but I, I will say that like one thing that I can say in this vague and, and landmine filled conversation mm-hmm. is I think we're developing an idea that there need to be different menus. And, and, and I think those menus shouldn't bleed. Like, I think we should yeah. be, you know, more respectful of what means what. But it, it's funny, as you said that, I, I'm thinking about <clears throat> the images. I was just thinking about, like, how Chappelle won't dress up as a woman because mm-hmm. there's, like, a long history of, of mm-hmm. black people being, uh, black men specifically being, these are his yeah. idea, but demoralized or, or like, yeah. or othered or w- whatever you want to say by always being the donkey and Shrek or uh, cross-dressing or whatever yeah. it is. And this has come up on this podcast before. I just want to be very clear. Not my idea, just reporting on it. Yeah. And I get that. Like, uh-huh. here's me talking about the other side of my mouth, meaning I can be like, oh, we need shadow work and we need all this stuff and we need to have safe spaces to to do whatever. And when I say ball bongo, I really mean like, dark comedy and strange ideas and stuff but where it gets really tricky because i'm saying let's just build a perimeter around that that's what we're calling the menu or the blood type Mm. but the truth is the perimeter is really hard to control meaning it gets bled out Mm. and then kids which is our go-to for like impressionable minds but i would say i'm 43 my mind is still impressionable Mm -hmm. and the images that i see the roles meaning I just saw on the cover of USA Today, America's finest newspaper, that they're trying to have more black Muppets on Sesame Street. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, for real. Because I'm a huge believer in what we see making a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that's inarguable because, as I always say, we've been convinced that Coca-Cola makes a movie better. Yeah. Or makes a day at the beach better. Yeah. it's fucking real. There's a hundred billion dollars being spent on the idea that what you see become and what you see regularly and what you see on the bus and what you see on billboards becomes a culture. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for that. And this is what makes it infinitely discussable is it's like, who's to say that the 2023 version of, uh, you know, a guy playing bongos with his balls isn't like a deeply offensive and actually regressive portrayal or or ideas towards a group, yeah. towards people. You know, you got, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure Roseanne Barr's new special, she's going out and saying, I, I'm just assuming, yeah. <laughs> but I'll take the risk mm-hmm. that she's saying stuff like, I don't understand this community, this community, this community. And that can have real life. It does have real life implications. Right. And ramifications. It does. Which just means implications. <laughs> um, that's so interesting because I'm rewatching 30 Rock, which is kind of bringing up this stuff because I'm like, a lot of this would not get made today. Yeah. And, um, but one of the issues that they do talk about is like Tracy is in, uh, you know, is in drag. I, I don't even think you would say in drag, but like plays a woman in his show, this honky grandma be tripping. So he's doing like a white woman. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then 
twofer, the other black guy and who's like a writer is, is like, you're disgracing our community. You're, you know, like taking that stance. And I can't remember what Tracy's argument is for it. Like to be they for They gave it. me bubble gum. <laughs> they gave me four, four stocks of celery. <laughs> just something absurd. Yeah. I just wanted to do the voice. No, I'm glad. I think we're all glad that you did. Thank um, you. Yeah, but I do, but like this. That wasn't me. That was actually a soundboard. <laughs> I'm actually hitting a soundboard. Oh, we're, yeah. we're adding the new soundboard to make yeah, it yeah, more yeah. like morning radio. <gasps> um, oh, I'm going to ask chat GPT. Keep going. I'm going to say, but, um, write a rant in the stock. Keep going. So Leela said this morning, I think she was like, oh no, it was la- yesterday morning. She said that she wanted to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is not appropriate. I will admit that. I was like, what? You don't want to marry me? Hilarious. <laughs> and she went, well, girls marry boys. Okay. That is not anything we would have ever said to her. Yeah. In fact, we have a couple friends who are in the same sex marriages. SSMs. And so I said like, but what about so-and-so and you know, this person and like they're, they're yeah. a girl and they're married to a girl. And she was like, mm, I think uh, boys marry girls. And, and and I was like, no, boys can marry boys. Girls can marry girls. And I was like, and boys she'll, and boys she's, and girls and girls. she's said different things like that where she was like, boys don't wear bows. Girls wear dresses. And it's like, she even has one of her closest friends is non-binary. And like, and so, but... I'm like, where is she getting this? Because nobody is explicitly telling her this. She even has some examples that contradict that. Yeah. But the vast majority of what she sees on TV and even the people in our lives confirm and and that she's just a little pattern recognizer right now. Right. So she's like, well, most of my friends have a mama and a dad ass. So I right. think boys marry girls. And most of my friends... Dadas wear pants and mamas sometimes wear dresses and you know mm-hmm. so it it takes like an active over over correcting of that image to just like to early on catch that um the stereotypes of it and just be able to see that's so that's the like rep- representation matters thing right it's like very important for disney to show a character a boy character who's into another boy character or right. a, a character that's not binary or whatever, because it's not just for the non-binary kids watching to be like, Oh, there's somebody who looks like me. That's a main, that's like the main thing, but it's not just for that. It's for all of us right. to not just think that like, well, there's normal, which is what I am. And then there's everything that's like, not normal in relation to how similar or different it is to what I am. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough of that. Tell me the rant. <laughs> no, I, what a valuable and beautiful voice you have. Thank you. I'd like to thank you. What was that, Brody? Yeah, I think that it really was sounded like you were farting while you gave me that compliment. <laughs> Never on the air. <laughs> Never. Write a rant in the style of Tracy Morgan about butterflies. Um, Did it work? It wrote a poem. It doesn't seem to know what a rant is. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm not too worried about the AI overthrow if you don't know the difference between a poem <laughs> and a rant. Okay. Butterfly. Butterf- 
Butterfly. I can't do it. Butterflies, man, they're all around. I can't do it. <laughs> Flapping their wings, making no sound. <laughs> Flying in circles. This, I, I'm going to cancel myself. I feel like I can't do this. <laughs> Flying in circles like they own the place. That's good. Do you- Thinking they're so cool with that colorful grace. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're pretty to see. But when they're all up in my face, it's like, let me be. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. They're always fluttering like they're showing off, thinking they're so great with that butterfly strut. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just Um, just a whiff right there. Wow. (laughs) Off does not rhyme with strut. And then there's there's the caterpillar. Don't get me started. Eating all the leaves like they're so R-word. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry to make everybody think it. I'm actually surprised because I had heard that I had heard that chatbot couldn't do controversial things. Like say controversial things. Oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah, interesting. I mean, I don't want to test it. No. Uh, but here it is. <laughs> Here's proof that it will say that. But I mean, that is, I think, something Tracy would say. <laughs> Yes. I can't say. Maybe whatever, because it's mining. I think it's very interesting. I've never used ChatGPT before, but it's very interesting that it it figured out that he would have a problem with butterflies. Yes. Like, why well, are you in my does. face? It, I know. It's weird that it's a poem, but it definitely is like a, a they, it understands that a rant means that you wouldn't like Oh, uh, I thought I got it from Tracy Morgan. What um, if I said... Do a rant in the style of Bill Burr, and then you can even do that yeah, impression without it being a little bit... Well, yeah, because <laughs> Tracy doesn't talk like anybody else in the I world, know. I yeah. feel okay, but yeah. I'm with you. I appreciate you looking out for old Petey. <laughs> do a rant in the style of Bill Burr about butterflies. Here we go. Just the fact that it writes anything is incredible. I know. And but I'm so like, quickly. It better be good. Oh, it's thinking. I think oh, I it's, broke, think, it's thinking even longer. I think I broke broke chat GPT. It would be so funny if it was like, who is Bill Burr? <laughs> Hilarious. Well, Chris had them write a poem about me. And it was pretty it was pretty great. Really? So if it knows you, yeah, it definitely. For knows sure. Bill that Burr. that is what I'm saying. Chat um, GPT is at capacity right now. Everybody's doing it. Come on, man. I think if you if you exit and then start it back, it you can do it. I think this has happened before. Waiting for All right, let's go to the the mid-rolls. When we come back, more chat GPT. More of us solving the world's do... problems. <laughs> and what what were you going to say? I was going to say doing what you're probably doing at home too, which is just using chat GPT to see what you can do. We'll be right back. What's happening, weirdos? This episode is brought to us by our friends at Ritual Multivitamins. You can talk fantasy football with your friends all day, but asking them for health advice, eh, you know, it's not the move. Ritual takes the guesswork out of the vitamin game. Their multivitamin for men is based on science to help fill common nutrient gaps in the diet and level up your nutrient goals. It is an all-around win. As a mostly vegan, I'm not a great vegan, but I'm, I eat a lot of vegan food. There are gaps in my diet. And since I've been taking Ritual Vitamins, it's great to go to the doctor and get a clean bill of vitamin health. They check my levels and they tell me I am killing it, which means these gaps, they be, they be getting filled in. They're filled in. They be getting filled in. They're filled in, is what I'm saying. It is an incredible, easy way to get the nutrition and the vitamins that I need. Also, their pro, pre, and postbiotics that I take in their Symbiotic Plus 
every morning. I also do intermittent fasting, and it's sometimes tricky to take especially certain uh, vitamins on an empty stomach. Ritual doesn't work that way. There's a delayed release, which means these vitamins aren't going to just be peed out of your system. They wait to be broken down until they're in your intestines and your lower intestines, which is where they can actually be absorbed and get into your blood, which is what you want. So these are scientifically developed multivitamins with high quality key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Ritual is your new type of two a days from helping support heart health with omega-3 DHA to normal muscle function and normal immune function with vitamin D3. This is a small step you can take to have a major impact and it's traceable because uh, where your nutrients come from is just as important as what they're for. It's very interesting. They come with the literature so you can find where they're sourcing these things. It's vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, major allergen-free, and their capsule has a delayed release that I mentioned and a minty essence in every bottle to keep things fresh and helps make taking your multivitamin every day actually enjoyable. Essential for Men is a quality multivitamin from a company you can actually trust and get this. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Go to ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Essential for Men to your subscription today or the Symbiotic Plus for your gut health. These guys have you covered. Show your support of the show. Show some support to your body and to your gut. Go to ritual.com slash weird for 10% off during your first three months. We're also brought to us by our friends at Rocket Money. Try it free for 30 days. It's enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or a service. How, how many times have we fallen for that? Try this streamer. Free for 30 days. You subscribe. You watch one show. You forget that you signed up for it. And now you have a recurring thing. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. What a drag. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend about 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending a month, you need Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that. 12. If you think you're only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check. And with Rocket Money, you can quickly identify and cancel all of your unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, like that streaming service that you watch one show and you never use, like I mentioned. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscriptions you don't want, press cancel, and Rocket Money will do it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to seven, whoa, $720 a year. So it couldn't be easier. I myself had more sleeper subscriptions than I care to admit. And Rocket Money, just like they say, one click, boom, finds them and cancels them for you. You don't have to go through all the like, are you sure you want to cancel? Here's a special deal. You want this? Are there people trying to keep you on the hook? It does it for you. They find them, they cancel them, and it saves you a ton of money. So stop throwing your cash away. 
cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash weird. That's rocketmoney.com slash weird. One last time, let's clean up the financial game, save some bread, rocketmoney.com slash weird, and show your support of this show. Last but not least, guys, Vessi Shoes. What a wonderful product. A water proof guys water proof not water resistant the vessi shoe is an incredible game-changing shoe that is slip on keeps water out keeps socks dry looks amazing perfect for hikes perfect for every day I don't know if you guys know, but it was raining for about three months in California. We were desperate for rain, and then we got more than we could handle. It was muddy, it was wet, it was nasty, and I was so glad that I had my Vessi shoes to keep my socks from getting soggy, cold, and gross, and into my feet. These are slip-on, an amazing, 100% waterproof, not water-resistant, waterproof and warm, shoes that are lighter and more comfortable than boots. They have a uh, a rugged rubber outsole that gives you extra grip in wet conditions, so you're not going to be slipping around on rocks or in your driveway. Added lining inside for extra warmth in the cold, and as I said, they slip on and off. It's not like lacing on a super serious, intense boot. It is an easy slip on and off, quick and easy to get outside. Made from Dymatex, a super soft knit material that keeps your feet warm in the cold but cool in the warmer months. Doesn't feel like it should be waterproof, but it is. And it is comfortable. And it is dry. It is a huge step forward. Step forward in shoe technology. Like shoe boot hybrid. More like a shoe. Protects you like a boot. I absolutely love it. Keeps me from fearing the the outdoors, from fearing getting that soggy sock, from getting that wet toe, all of that nasty coldness and wetness that you just want to keep out. The first time I threw on my Vessies, I thought they looked like amazing designer shoes because the Dymatex actually looks like a cool pattern. So they're very stylish, they're very comfortable, and they keep you comfy in a rainy climate, and they keep you warm and dry in wet and cold months, and they also breathe in the warmer months. So these are like a year-round thing. Vessi has lots of styles to choose from. Vessies are my go-to shoes by my door. Check them out in the link, vessi.com slash weird. For your pair of Vessi shoes, you will get 15% off. Click vessi.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15% off your entire order. Thanks again, Vessi. Use promo code weird for 15% off your entire order and show your support of the show. They've saved my feet from wet, soggy socks. So give it a try. Can we have a moment? We're back. Can we have a moment of appreciation? That chat GPT makes you check a box, huh. prove you're not a robot. Oh my God. You prove you're not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> a website that, that is a mimics robot. human intelligence as yeah. a robot like, is like, uh, I can be the only robot. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not here. Only. Oh my God. To get chat GPT chatting to chat, chat GPT. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit. I don't know why I'm just not scared of the AI thing. I just am not. Like, I just don't think we get the future right ever. 
Facts. And we've been doing the like robots overtaking the world one for so long. Yeah. It's not going to be that. It's going to be something we've never saw coming. I agree. Like it's going to fall in love with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Won't you hold That's why me. I really, I did really like the movie Her. Because I'm like that. I had never considered that. And that feels really realistic to me. That you start to fall in love with. The AIs? Yeah. Well, that I could see. That I can that totally we see. start falling in love with it. And also we just can't get organized enough to make anything really significantly different happen. <laughs> That's kind of sad and hopeless. I don't even know if I really believe that. But certainly it takes a very long time. Okay. I wish I hadn't tried all this chat GPT stuff. Why? Well, just because now it shifted my, I felt it shift my brain from podcast Pete to guy who's just trying to get chat G- GPT to work, Pete, <laughs> yeah. which I didn't even know that was one of the Pete's. Didn't know that was one of the Pete's. But he is. Um, that's Do you have right. something you can say for 30 seconds because I'm going to eat this? Mm, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. It's actually significant <laughs> that you picked that because that is... See, I'm chewing on Mike now. Why did we start when you still had a bar left, dude? This is all good stuff. We had that prove you're not a robot riff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to lose that treasure. You joke. <laughs> we'll see who's laughing when everyone's laughing. <laughs> I think everyone will be. <laughs> um, I'm saying this, I think it's unconsciously significant. <laughs> Forget. Significant. You know what you just that did you to picked me? Pledge of Allegiance because that is one of the conservative old school. You know what I mean? Like everyone will stand up. Oh, yeah. It's an assumption that you love your country enough to do a little poem about it. Yeah. And that you believe in God. That was one of the first things to be like, is this? Are we doing this? I know. And it, are they still doing the Pledge of Allegiance in schools? Some places. Yeah. I, I just shot a movie. Okay. Don't ask me any follow-ups. I can't. <laughs> I'm in so many things. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> but it shot... At a high school in Los Angeles, California. And we were there early enough that we heard the morning bell. Yeah. And then they did the Pledge of Allegiance. Really? Yeah. I'm really surprised because to me that just seems so North Korea. (laughs) Yeah. Is that okay to say? (laughs) I think so. It feels really... I think of on the list of things you can sort of unambiguously be like, what is this, North Korea? Yeah. North Korea is on the top of the things you can call North Korea. I mean, it is pretty funny that I totally get it. Like the generation that had to, had to, you know, says who, but like fight for our country in two world wars. Yes. Like patriotism. It wasn't the same generation, was it? Well, they didn't both no. fight, but yeah. they saw, there are generations that saw both world wars. For sure. Um that is it's really important, I guess, to to feel patriotic. Like I would fight and right. die for the place that I happen to be born. <laughs> no, and I hear you. It's funny that you took that cheeky stance and I thought you were going to, for once, be reverent to these United States. <laughs> no. But yeah, because if you're watching people die and people not coming home, it's a lot higher stakes poker to yes. be like, and this country's just an idea, man. And that's where you get the denim vest, no shirt hippie yeah. being the enemy. Like yeah. we look at... 
hippies as being so delightful. But at that time, it was like, get a, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we yeah. reference all the time. They hate fucking hippies. I know. And it's because... In the same way that a lot of people hated hipsters, you know, like hipsters yeah. were our hippies, hip hippiesters, hippiesters, hippiesters. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I really do get that, and I know that there are people still that like fight for our country and give up so much to. And in that way, I'm like, yes, I guess like the tribe is just really big. Like if you're just thinking, it's a of, very big tribe, and you have to have warriors that yeah. protect it. I totally get that, but it does. And this is a privilege that I have. I recognize that. Privilege acknowledged. To me, to be like, I am married to America. I pledge my allegiance to it every day. I am choosing and like vowed to love this country forever, always. Amen. Is just a, a weird one. A weird one. But I'll, here's how I can try to understand it. Cause I'm with you. I, I went to high school where we didn't, I, I stood for the first couple pledge of allegiances, but as soon as I saw we weren't doing that, I just stopped and oh. did what everyone else did, which was just sort of mindlessly stare forward or. I'm surprised they said it at all. Yeah, they did it at public school because it's being paid for oh, by America. School. I thought it was America. The, your Quaker school here? No, no. We we shook a Kimba leaf <laughs> to the to, to Mother Africa and the Middle East, and we, we loved every culture except America. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm kind of with them. You are, <laughs> no. you devil. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, well, okay. Tr- tell your flag. <laughs> I don't Instead have of tell your face, <laughs> no. tell your flag, tell your flag. Here's how I can relate. And then we're going to go on to another topic because nobody gives a shit. No one. But well, that's, well, hopefully that's, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> oh my God, I just realized it might be true. Um, <laughs> when Mikey Burbiglia and I talk about stand-up comedy and other comedian specials that we don't think are great, mm-hmm. we talk like two veterans. Uh-huh. That are like these uh-huh. soldiers today or kids that won't enlist or won't. It's like when yeah. I'm saying they needed to run their hour a few more times before they filmed it. Yeah. It's the same spirit as like, can these motherfucking new soldiers even scale a wall? <laughs> yeah. And like, do they do it in fucking Milwaukee? That's me mm. being like, it was better when drill sergeants could call you all the things they wanted to call you. Yeah. It's like there's a there's a shared pride and stand-up comedy is like it's a conceit it's a thing that mikey and i agree on what it means yeah and then when people do bad specials we're like this is disgracing something that i gave my life for i understand the stakes are very different please don't misunderstand me i'm not saying it's as important or as anything i'm just saying we have the same fervor as two old veterans that are like it was better in our day and you wouldn't believe what these new people are being paid and they don't deserve it or whatever it might be. Like yes. there's because we're like they're disrespecting the form, like the country. Absolutely. And I think that that is just a pattern that seems to just always like it's always going to repeat, which is. Every generation is going to think that they did it the best. Yes. And they did things. Their value system was specifically designed for what that generation was going through 
at the time. Yes. So then to apply those standards to another generation, like you should have the exact same values. Agreed. Well, that generation is going through a completely different That's set right. of they things. Have, they have TikTok. They, they have, have all these have, things that we didn't have. And they have to have other values that we didn't have. And it goes the same way for the younger generation to be like, to look back and be like, it's dumb that you guys were like, give you know like pledging your allegiance to the flag doesn't work either because they needed a whole other set of values yeah and it's probably because they had those values that you have the freedom to just sit on tiktok every day so you can't hold each other to those standards the older comedians paved the way for the newer comedians to care less about whether or not their act works at yuck yucks in cincinnati yeah they're they're benefiting from so they could watch Mike Birbiglia learn some of his things and not run it. Yeah. They'll, they'll just never do it to the set. They, not everybody. By the way, there are a lot of young comedians with young, young comedian specials that are fantastic. Oh, yeah. There are just some that it's more fun to talk about. And some of them aren't young. Yeah. <laughs> some of them I'm just like, what is this, a cash grab? And, and we're offended. We're like, it's not supposed to be that. It should That's be That's as craft. close as I get to being understanding a patriot or or someone who's yeah you're like a comative a comedy conservative but i am i totally understand that and it makes sense because also in that way it's like you guys worked and struggled what was so our life? hard when yeah. you attack it you're saying me on an american eagle flight you know <laughs> yeah wasn't going to meant nothing, new jersey old man yeah for and a I'm college like, but right. you haven't worked rascals yes yeah and I think you can still prefer and love the way that you did it, but it's a brave new world and yeah. they're, and this generation is telling us what they want and what they need. And it it's might funny. just be like a little bit of like rock less overthinking. Roll. Yeah. A little more rock Country. and roll, but, but I, it's what's happened. Tale as old as song as old as yeah. time rhyme. Okay. It's time rhyme because <laughs> Just like I wished my father or, or my father's generation understood my generation. Yeah. It's the tale as. It's yeah. the song as. Time rhyme. <laughs> okay. You said it again. <laughs> as if it would make as sense. As if it worked the first time. time. <laughs> as if it worked the first time. See, that's one of my values of comedy. These young people. No, they don't just keep telling the same joke until they get a single laugh so to make it stop. funny. But. No, I really great. I speaking of I hate it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Speaking of Mike Berbiglia, it kind of is the point that he makes in Don't Think Twice, which of about like SNL. I don't remember what it's called. It's called um, Friday Weekend Live. Weekend Live, where he's like, you know, do you was the cast when you Ever were younger good. the actual yeah actually or, good or was it just the one you had in high school and i think that sometimes i wonder that about thinking that our generation did it the best it's like or are we really nostalgic about a time when we were kids and carefree and everything felt so much easier and better so whatever we liked during those times yeah. we think we were doing it right Right. You know what I you mean? All, yeah, I do. And it's, I'll add to it that Mikey and I are both comedians that had their plans work. And that's dangerous. Yeah. So if you're like, it worked yeah. for me, yeah. you should do it that way. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Hook it on Pahonics. Very, very dangerous. <laughs> this is the best stand-up comedy. People have it. People do it. Mike <laughs> Berbiglia, NPR, Ira Glass, front row. He's in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> 
It wasn't good, but it ended. It was good. It was good. I it was very it. good. People <laughs> love this impression. Oh, we can't do a chatbot. I was. I was. Oh, you wanted to do a chatbot? Oh, it's Trump. Yeah. Let's just see. Let's just see. Are there different chatbot sites? Because maybe we could try. You don't want to use an off-brand chat GPT. You I don't use know. the real maybe one. All created equal. Use the real one. Maybe they're all created. It's not going to work. I don't need. I don't need a robot to write it. I went down <laughs> to the beach. Best sand. Beautiful sand. Got in my ass crack. Got it in there. Brought some of it back to the hotel. Spread the cheeks in the shower. Heard the dry sizzle. The dry sizzle of the sand hitting that porcelain. It's a dry crumble. It's a crumble. It's a. It's an apple crumble. Love. <laughs> an apple crumble with a alamode alamode is french for with ice cream i'd like my whole life to be alamode that is depeche mode depeche mode <laughs> is a band in the 80s that came with a scoop of vanilla ice cream melting on the album <laughs> i don't need no motherfucking chat gpt i'm human grown human grown pt pd well, i wrote i haven't always done this but i wrote a note do you remember i wrote a note i wrote a note <laughs> I don't know this. I wrote it because we were having a conversation two nights ago, and I was like, this is good for the podcast. Oh, what was it? I can't wait to find out. I don't know if this is um, boo, that interesting, but... Um, <laughs> what is happening boo, with all the signs? Yes, making sirens, beautiful sirens. <laughs> As somebody, this has been said about you multiple times by other people, too. But for somebody who is so noise sensitive, you're the loudest motherfucker in town. Yeah, I've never heard. What you just said is <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> it's one of the best roast jokes I've ever heard. Yeah. Pete claims to be sound sensitive and that doesn't make sense. It's, it's a, another version of Bill Hader can sound like anybody. Why does he choose to sound like that in his everyday <laughs> life? It's a similar. Did, did somebody do that yes, roast joke? Who which did? is great. Bill Hader comes out and he's like, ah, oh, blah, 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 all these different voices. And then he yeah. talks, he's like, hey, <laughs> Barry. That's I can't so do regular funny. Bill, but. No, I nobody, can. nobody can except for him. And even he were like, why are you doing this? Yeah. JK. What were you going to say about JK, your Billy H. note? My note was, uh, it's sort of A Course in Miracles E, just a little bit, just a, just a sprinkle of metaphysics, uh, was that like, ideas we're always killing ideas like when when friends get together you'll say you'll bring up psychically meaning like just as a as a concept you'll bring somebody up and you'll kill them together and that's like fun meaning gossip is kind of like that yeah and i was thinking that like comedy when i bring up oh this is what happened i'm in a coffee shop what am, where am i am i in a coffee shop i'm in a coffee shop oh god help me help me i'm falling in a ripple i'm in a coffee shop where am i vancouver vancouver i go in vancouver which is in british columbia and uh, i didn't see any colombians didn't see any british people but but i saw a lot of canadians where are the colombians okay I go no. in a coffee shop and I have grown accustomed to a triple shot of espresso in the morning. Oh, right. You know how I figure this out? Because I make my own goddamn fresh ground delicious motherfucking espresso in the goddamn morning. And a double shot, <gasps> cough, a double shot is good, but I typically want another single shot. So I'm just like, just make three shots. Yeah. I do it. I like it. Put it in one cup and you drink it. 
Uh, I'm going to concede also, it it isn't even necessarily about the caffeine. It's just I like more sipping time. Yeah. Because in the morning, sipping your espresso, it's one of the best times of your day. Yeah. And a double gone too fast. Give me a trip. Quad too much. Give me a trip. So I'm in this coffee shop in Vancouver. And just to paint the picture, it's not that nice. It's not called like blend. You know what I mean? It looks like an Apple store. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. It's just a regular fucking Vancouver coffee shop. It's like Joe's Beans. <laughs> yeah. Pretty normal. But they have espresso. Mm-hmm. You know, not all every place has the machine. So I go in and I'm like, I'd like a triple. And the guy uh, looked like a melting, overweight Elliot Smith. <laughs> I'm going to pause because someone out there is laughing. A melting, overweight Elliot Smith. And if you saw this guy, standing ovation. That's exactly what he looked like. Like a frump a dump, overweight. Um, by the way, what is weight? What's weight? They can be overweight. Soft bodied Elliot Smith. And uh, and he was he sounded a little bit like Borat, a little Eastern European. And I go, uh, I'd like a triple espresso. And he goes, double? And I go, triple, triple. And he goes, okay, the triple espresso. Pause. Meanwhile, the barista starts making it. No problem. Yeah. Three shots of espresso. Let's go. And he goes, where, where do you normally get your coffee? And I go, oh, I'm, I'm visiting. He goes, visiting from where? This is verbatim, by the way. This is how much this like bothered me. Yeah. Every, I remember every line. I go, <laughs> Los Angeles. He goes, they have good coffee in Los Angeles? Because I remember thinking like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver. They got some pretty fucking good coffee in Los Angeles. <laughs> the coffee capital of these United States. <laughs> I mean, come on. New York, LA, Seattle. These are coffee cities. So I go to Los Angeles. And he goes, look. And then I go, and this is my mother and me. I'm not going to let this fucker just have some weird point that he's not going to make. Yeah. Finish the point. Melting Smith, <laughs> melt Meltiet Smith. I go. Why do you ask? He goes. You know, people who normally order espresso know about coffee, and I and I'm like, what? Excuse uh, me. By the way, I'm gonna resist the urge to add things like what I didn't say. What I yeah. just stood there politely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> It's like when I was I saw a fight on an airplane and then I was leaving and all it was was a guy oh, like yes. exited before another this. guy and then I heard both of them telling the story on their cell phones. Oh my god. And one of the guys it, it, I'll never forget it. He was like I was like wrong guy man you don't want to mess with me today. Yeah. You're about to open up a whole can. I'm like you didn't say any of no, this. No, and you know You said none of this. We all have someone in our lives that does this. That does this oh, and you I know who know you're thinking of. And you, I have multiple people in my life. Yeah, you got a lot of these motherfuckers. And you know that they did not say the things oh, yeah. they said. And so I gonna... will specifically go, did you say yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. And they go, no, but you know. Or oh, some of them will be like, yeah, yeah I said down. that. And they, I'm like, they KFC I've, doubled down. I've never seen anyone be that brutally nope, honest to nope. anyone. <laughs> I didn't even say what. He was just like, usually people uh, order espresso know about coffee. And, uh, and then he's like, you know, you don't normally do triple. We do double shot. And then I go very calmly, and I've replayed this a million times. I wish I really, I'll tell you what I said, then I'll tell you what I wish I said. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, but you know, I find a double's not quite enough, and uh, four shots is too much. Yeah. That's what I said. And he was like, yeah, but you know, we normally do double. 
in a double it really depends on the blend he's like uh, you know an armenian roast this is verbatim he's like an armenian roast double has more caffeine than a triple of some other dark roast and i'm like yeah i i this that was when i was just like okay thank you like i didn't say anything yeah just like okay i wish i had been like yeah but this is more <laughs> yeah like this is more yeah i like more right and you Gave me two. I want a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't know that was me signing my confession that I don't know shit about coffee. I do know about reality. And this (laughs) This is is more. more. I know. If I didn't get three, it would be less. So this is more. And as someone who's had a billion coffees, I like a little more. Yeah. And seeing as it costs more, this is kind of what I wish I, I, not wish I'd said, but it's what I was thinking. Seeing as it costs more and I'm giving you more money, you should be motherfucking celebrating the fact that I want more product. Yeah. Who does this? It's like when I was at the improv, I've mentioned it a million times. I ordered a, like a, a double jack on the rocks and the guy was like, okay. And I was like, you're a drug dealer. Give me the drug. Yeah. And I want a lot of it. You should be <laughs> clicking your heels that addicts like me exist. So I was like, give me the three. Okay. Now I just riffed on this topic. I riffed on it with you. Here's my point. What I'm doing and again, not in the realm of the three dimensions, on the physical realm, but I am killing this man. I'm trying to <laughs> kill him. I don't mean that literally, obviously, and that's the last time I'm going to say it. Nobody thinks I mean no. killing this man. But I am laying out everything I know about him. Uh-huh. His appearance, melting Elliot Smith. Uh-huh. His, uh, the way that he chose to correct me and shame me. Uh-huh. I replay it in my favor, with hindsight, and then I dismember him. And I think that's appropriate. Yeah, That language is right. And I was thinking, this is why comedians kill. When we're on stage and we do we, well, we say, we're laying out psychically our, my, what my dad said, what my mom said, what this barista said, and I chop off their heads yeah. and I get everyone to agree yeah. that I have won. I've yeah. won and I killed. And if I bomb, I say, I'm dying up here. Yeah. I died. I died. Yeah, Meaning the, risk. the barista won again. Yeah. If I can't get them to laugh with me, yeah. he won again. He'll never know. But it is this weird. And what, what makes this A Course in Miracles is A Course in Miracles says there's no difference between a mild irritation and murder. They're just saying it's either you're in love, you're in the yes, expansive place, you're, you're remembering your role as, as, a, as a child of God and that everyone's precious, and everyone's love, or you're anything else. And it might as well be the most extreme beheading, or it could be, be me just being like, this guy, his look was unappealing, his yeah. tone was unappealing, his logic was unappealing. Look at, look at how I went after him. His look first then his snobbiness, and then I, I question his ability to understand economics. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you more money. And now I'm, now I'm attacking that he's lower than me because he works in a coffee shop, and I, you should be grateful that I'm giving you money. I'm, I'm really, if you look at it, an everyday conversation, whether it be gossip or talking shit, which are two of the things most of us do most of the time, a lot of the time, Yeah, these are acts of psychic murder and i don't think we should look at them like regular murder but we should know what we're doing yeah it's like character assassination yes yeah. it's the it's it's the gladiator style of ideas 
And and like the guy that was on the phone at LAX going, and I said, wrong guy, you better step away from me because you're you're about to learn a lesson you can't unlearn. You didn't say any of that. Why do I note that so heavily? It's what I do. I yeah. go on stage. I try to be as fair as I can, mm. but a lot of the times... I'm bending. You can't help it. You're bending facts and you're presenting things just like a lawyer would in a certain way to win the case and to kill the case of the other people. And sometimes in a legal case, literally kill someone. Right. That's what we're doing. That's why it feels, I would argue, that's why it kind of feels natural that we have these big debates and sometimes someone's electrocuted at the end of them because that's what we do. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely think it is, you know, one of the things that we do for each other is like, I'm representing me as this, I'm this type of person. This is what my personality is and my ego. And then somebody else goes either. Yeah, I totally see that. Again, Mikey B's getting a lot of airtime, but yeah. Mike Birbiglia has the thing about like being in love feels like you walk around your whole life being like, I have this special thing. And then someone else goes, Hey, do you know you have this special thing about you? And you're like, yeah. And so we can either do the loving thing of being like, I see what you are putting forward as who you are. And I will confirm that. And by doing that, I am like, you exist. You are alive. And you're valid. And And you're you're worthy of respect. Yeah. Or, I will totally see your trying to be knowledgeable about coffee. coffee yes. And I will I will see it and as I'll destroy you. And I'll destroy it and I will I'll declare kill, war on you. Yeah, and I will kill your idea of yourself. I will I will I'll shame not you acknowledge your existence. To give Mikey another shout out. You're the joke later. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's what it is. I'm going to remember this and I'm going to mention it on my podcast and I'll and I'll win. But yeah. were you done yeah. today? because the thing that that brought to mind is again like the guy at the airport that was exaggerating his story. Val, you know me. I'm a fucking snob. Yeah. I'm the guy that says don't get a triple. I know. I'm the guy. I know. <laughs> I, I th- what makes it offensive is he was doing what I do, but he didn't have the uh, decency to be ashamed of it. Right. And to keep it secret and festering and and multiplying in the darkness like mushrooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he held up a mirror to me and was right. like, th- I, I used to, when I drank wine, I loved being the guy that was like, you know, get a cab franc with it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I wouldn't it, say it because yeah. I, I'm too concerned with people liking me. But this guy didn't have that. But yeah. in every other regard, he was like me. Yeah. And, and I used to read books about, I love, even with stand-up comedy. Yeah. Here, you should run that more. You should do that more. I'm the guy who has so many settings yeah. on the internal phone of my, my operating system, has so many things turned off and so many very specific weird things turned on. This guy was my mirror. Well, right. You know, like a couple days later, we were going to go to coffee with our friends, Chris and Jen, and they were like, I really like this other coffee yes. place. And you're like, no, they have terrible coffee. We're not going well, there. Better than that. I said, uh, it's weak and it's a, uh, I had a, it was a shallow pour. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it, but it was, but they was that. That was your exact. I was Melty Smith. Yeah. I was Melliot Smith. Melliot Smith. Melliot Smith is me. And that is, 
a couple coarse things. Everything is a projection. Everything is a mirror. That's why you care. That's, yeah. that's, that's the only reason you're getting worked up is you're like, that's me. And that, that's also in Byron Katie's The Work. But the, the thing that's unique to A Course in Miracles that I'm enjoying is they say you can't crucify anybody without crucifying yourself. And you mm. can't forgive anybody without forgiving yourself. Mm. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. If I could in that moment be my sweet, beloved Richard Rohr yeah. and just smile and recognize everything being either a call for love or love. Yeah. And in this case, it was a call for love. Yes. Richard, my hero, yeah. would have said, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, I see. You know so, so much you know about so coffee. Much. I didn't know there was so much. Just the, give him the thing he give wants. It to him. It's Sarah give Silverman's bit of like he's give just attention. wants attention. Don't give it to him. Give it to him. It's like we. That's what has because Richard knows in loving him, he's loving himself. Yeah, in forgiving him, he's forgiving himself. In giving that child attention, you're giving yourself attention. That's right. Yeah, I mean, both Richard and Mirabai Star to me is we've both been struck by like they just give you what you want like you don't even realize like father Boyle just texted me and if you had asked me if he had asked me beforehand what would i could i say to make you feel loved yeah that would have been what i would say i would be like well you need to appeal to this side of me or this side of me yeah and uh, something like that and that's what these people do because he knows there's only one of us. He knows love begets love, begets love, begets love, forgiveness, begets forgiveness, begets forgiveness, begets forgiveness. And yeah. crucifi- crucifixion begets crucifixion. Yeah. I attack that man. And by the way, I'm not beating myself up. This is what I this is a normal thing that I did. And that's not the point. It's not yeah. to make myself more guilty. Yeah. It's just to recognize I attacked and tried to kill that man before I talked about it on this podcast. Or, or talk about it on stage, which I'm not going to. I don't think it's that funny. I spent so much of my day in that mode of yeah. judgment. And then that same lawnmower chops me up in it too. It's indiscriminate. Yep. When I am a snob, when I this, that, or the other, I get sucked into the blades. I pulled the ripcord on that mower, man, because I tried to mow down this guy. I get sucked right up too. Well, it just, it creates separation, which feels great to your ego and terrible for your true self. Wow. Like you, wow, wow, Owen Wilson's here. Yeah. That's really good, Val. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So your ego wants to be like, you are different from me and I am better than you. You just. But your true self knows that that's absolutely not true and not nature and that you are actually one yes and so when you're separate you're actually suffering and and the ego continues to lie and say the more separate i can make you Mm -hmm. the more like daniel plainview at the end of there will be blood the richer the more isolated the more alone the happier you'll be it's the complete opposite yeah his happiest time was when he was mining for oil with all of those people people that he couldn't stand yeah exactly wow Wow, yeah, he really wow. did. Wow. <laughs> Here's Owen Wilson as a stray cat. <laughs> meow. Meow. Yeah, there it is. I made it to cat. <laughs> I just couldn't resist just, the urge to do a good cat. I think it's really <laughs> fun to do to be like, here's Trump as a cat, and then you just do a great <laughs> cat. He's a cat. I told you he's a cat. Here's Donald Trump if he was an alley cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a cat. He's not going to sound like Trump. I see a can of tuna. I see some tuna. I'm losing it. Now it's like try that at Largo. Just do like one. Here's Donald Trump if he was an alley cat. (laughs) He's a cat. He's a cat. I told you he's a cat. (laughs) It feels like a roaring joke to me. What if Bill Cosby was a cat? I think it would go a little something like this. He's a cat. What are you waiting for? I told you he's he's a cat. cat. He's not going to sound like Bill Cosby. He's He's a cat. He's been transformed into a feline. I'm doing it. We got two bits out of this. Chat GPT and Cosby cat. I was just thinking about Joe Joe Kwan. He just texted me. Oh, hi, Joe. Joe Kwan. Joe Kwan. Joe Kwan. Do Bill Burr. As you saying, keep it crispy. <laughs> Bill Burr as me. What if Bill Burr was me? Uh-huh. This is what he would sound like saying, keep it crispy. <clears throat> keep it crispy. <laughs> He's me. It's He was transformed <laughs> into me. Why would he sound like Bill Burr? It's perfect. Keep it crispy.